Franklin, or what was once Franklin, stands in the doorway as he invites you in. And Alfred whistles. And as soon as you whistle, Alfred, your companion, Creek, is immediately in action. As soon as your cards seem to be dealt, the creature goes first. The creature, seeing you unlatching your weapon, seeing your wolf begin to move very quickly, Alfred. Its jaw seems to dislodge, and it seems to wrap around the old woman's throat in front of it. And you see the front and back of it descend, clamp onto the throat before it yanks her backwards into the room, back into the darkness and dimness of it, and disappears from your view temporarily. Karis, you act next. Well, that's not good. Um, so I, I'll pull my axe out from its holding, and I will go into the room. This thing looks like it needs a good swing, because that was not human. And you swing off your weighty great axe. Clasp it in your hands and feel that familiar feeling of an execution day. And step inside. And you see gloom and darkness inside. Would you give me a notice check as you look around for it? That's a two. You can't seem to see it. There's a sofa in here. There's tables. There's drapes. There's ornaments and statues. There's so much clutter and you can't see the form of it. God, we never clean this place. Fancy rich people. Um, I'm just going to hold my axe at the ready then. Keep looking about so if I can see it, I'll take a swing at it. Sorsha. Uh, after seeing that display, Sorsha is stunned and nerveless for a half second, but she feels the grip of her bow in her hand and moves into action, bringing it up, knocking an arrow, and starting to creep in uh, a little bit, hugging the wall to look around uh, for things to duck behind as she keeps her eyes and her head on a swivel. And you duck into the room. You look around. and Can you give me a notice check, please? Uh-huh. Three? You can't seem to see it. And the place is deathly silent. And we go around to Alfred. Your wolf at the ready. You at the ready. So Alfred... He's dealt with uh, quite a bit in the natural world. Mm. But this would be his first official, like, otherworldly something, thing. And it actually catches him off guard for a second. Him whistling to signal the wolf was almost more like subconscious. Like, it's just something that's so trained he didn't even really think about doing it. But it kind of snaps back to it and lets out a sharp whistle which lets uh, Kriegsgalder run in ahead of him and dart to the left. Alfred darts in and goes to the right, and I'm immediately just looking for any sign of where the this thing disappeared to. Okay, okay, so if you can give me a notice check, please. And whilst you don't manage to unfortunately see the creature, you see Kriegs has caught on to a scent. Do you allow Krieg to follow? Uh, yes. I, I, I trust Krieg's gold. So Krieg's begins to run across the room, dives over the sofa. 
and that's where we'll leave your turn. As Krieg dives over the sofa into the obscured area with many curtains and many sheets around that look purely decorative, a body is thrown with supernatural strength and speed straight towards you, Karis. And what is your parry? Six. Unfortunately, it hits you on a seven, but only deals eight damage, not quite breaking your armor, your toughness, as you feel the heft of this woman hit you. You feel blood spatter over your face, your chest, and the corpse hits the ground with a wet thud. And behind the sofa, you can hear Cree growling, and you see the thing the flesh slightly broken on its face as it looks around at all of you. And we go around to your turn, Karis. What do you do? Well, I can see it now and it threw a body at me, so I don't think it's playing nice. Um, not the first time I've seen, felt, or heard a body hit the floor in my immediate vicinity, so I'm not as shaken by that as a lot of people would be. Um, and so she's gonna march over and try to get a good swing at it with her axe, slicing as close to the neck as she can get. This thing is not to be messed with. So, you run over and attack. Can you give me the check with your axe, please? As your footsteps hit the ground, thudding with each one, the heavy axe in your heavy body propelling you forward, you bring the axe up and swing. And on a nine, you do hit the creature. You strike it, bang on, in the shoulder. Damage, please. Eleven. On eleven, you hit deep, and it sinks not as deep as you'd expect. Its flesh seems to be hardened, and you seem to slightly wound the creature. But it looks at the axe, and looks at you, and smiles. Oh, you think that will do it, do you? Let's see how you feel when this is shoved straight through your chest. Sorsha. I assume the creature is in view at this point. It is. It still looks humanoid, but the skin on its face is slightly torn, revealing a strange, almost shiny, deep red beneath. Just a little wrong. Uh, she immediately swings her bow forward, uh sort of ducking behind, I think, a piece of the furniture, a, a large chair. Um, she's half ducked behind it and pops her head over and draws and looses the arrow. Nice. The arrow flies. Ugh. So, it's at this point I'd like to introduce a mechanic of Benny's. You get three of these a game each. And if you sink one, you get a reroll. Would you like to use a Benny? I sure would, and I think I have an edge that helps me even more when I spend a Benny? I believe it does. It gives you a bonus. All right. So I will spend a Benny, and I'm going to do that again, uh, which lets me add two to this roll. On a seven, you shoot an arrow and it flies true and it strikes the creature in the side. You deal a mighty six damage to it, which ordinarily with that shot would have done something. But it hits and seems to not penetrate 
the flesh fully as it looks at it and <laughs> snorts. What is that thing? Is that a winter elf I smell? Delicious. <laughs> Moving on to Alfred and Krieg. Um, seeing as how Krieg's is already engaged with the beast, uh, Alfred, he's been mostly pretty reserved, quiet. He rushes in, like, screaming, trying to draw attention of this beast. As he runs in, uh, shield on, on one arm, his mace held high as he brings Biter down, but also just trying to draw this thing's attention so Krieg's can get, uh, at an ankle or, you know, a, a vulnerable spot. Okay, so Krieg's knows the tactic. They get going around... You scream and run forward, and can you give me that attack? On a 15, you run forward, screaming. Your club raised in the air as you make your way towards it. You swing down, and the creature doesn't seemingly expect the speed at which you do it. Your weapon comes right down, bang, on its head, and you crash into it, heavily. Could you give me the damage, please? Uh, yeah, I rolled a nine damage. And you also get your bonus for your raise. Okay, so that's 13 damage. You hear a cracking noise and your wolves on your mace, the heads that are sort of modeled onto it, rip and tear the flesh away from it, revealing a chitinous, almost shell beneath the flesh that your mace cracks open and you see a black ichor begin to pour out from it as it looks pained and lets out a hissing noise as Krieg positions behind it. And and Krieg gets another 11 uh, on a raised, uh, rolled a 15 on that. So all of you working almost in sync, you run forward, you smash into the creature, Krieg runs around the side in the practice maneuver that you've done many times. And it works perfectly. Krieg jumps onto it, bites into its neck, rags it down to the ground. And all of you seem to have heavily damaged the creature as you see Krieg rip out its throat, its face covered in this slick ichor. Jorax finding better purchase, Zaris. The creature seems weakened and down. It looks towards you and almost laughs. Do you take its head? Yeah. Weakened still, pinned down by the wolf. Its face smashed, the arrow in its side pushed deeper. You bring that headsman's axe down and... <laughs> the head rolls. It laughs for about another 20 seconds before it stops and you're left in the quiet of a room soaked in blood <sighs> Sorsha very 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 slowly lowers arrow and bow slides the arrow back into the quiver <clears throat> is it dead it doesn't have its head <sighs> Good work, you and your wolf. Yes, um... <clears throat> training is key. <laughs> I 
am <sighs> sorry that I hesitated at the beginning, but <clears throat> well done. You are both very capable. Sasha looks strangely taken aback by this compliment. Karis looks, in contrast, a bit grim. <laughs> it's the training. Exactly. And uh, Alfred uh, goes down to check this this fiend, uh, recalling every detail that his his trainer uh, Sal related to him uh, to verify that this thing is dead, because he knows that sometimes it takes more than just quote unquote killing a thing. So you look over it, and could you give me an investigation check, please, on a three? <laughs> So you look over the corpse. Its head's off. It seems like it should be good and dead. Should be fine. What Sal told you is very little. Never fought one of these things himself. Just heard of them. And the description he gave was different from this. Seems they come in different forms, maybe. I, I believe that it is. And it's about the time that you say that that you see strange small legs appear from out of the head, all around it, almost like a crab, as it begins to scuttle away. Oh, I'm going to take another swing with my axe, because... Give me an attack check, please. I have not yet cleaned it up and put it away. Like chopping wood. Whoa! With an 11. Okay. So, it begins to scuttle, and you hear a laugh again, and you hear the words, They'll find you, you know. This isn't the end. And at that time, you split the head in two. Almost as if on reflex. Her, her movements is sure, it is swift, and it is confident, and it just splits in two. And the sticky sort of ichor that seems to be its blood does cling to it as you see strings between the two ends. That's disgusting. Burn it or something. <clears throat> She'll quickly stand upright a bit again, and, um, there's a lot of extra fabric in here. She'll just take a something off of a nearby, maybe a nearby blanket, and clean off her axe in a very practiced motion. Um, so now what? What did it say there at the end? They'll find you. This isn't over. They? Who's they? Probably not more of these things. <sighs> well, they is important, but more important, and as he looks between the two of you, which is the you? Dunno. Maybe it's a collective you? Maybe it meant all of us. We did just murder... Whatever that was. She'll kind of kick one of the halves of the head, even though it's it makes her slightly uncomfortable to do so. She's she's dealt with a lot of heads in her time. She'll kind of kick one half of it away from the other half so that the stringiness is displaced. That's good, as you did see the strings trying to reattach the skull as you kick it away. Sorsha will go near enough to retrieve her arrow and... Ugh wipe it clean and stick it back in her quiver. Alfred will look around uh, to find the closest hearth 
There's one just across from you. It's lit currently. Well, he goes over and grabs one of the implements next to it, and preferably the poker, and he goes, stabs one half of the head, puts it in the fire. And the fire doesn't take to it quickly, but the exposed flesh does burn. The outside doesn't, but the inside does. And it's a horrible smell as you roast this thing. Ugh, that's awful. And while um, Aelfred is dealing with that body, Karis will go over to the body of the old woman. You find her, her jaw missing, her neck rendered open, blood pooling on the floor underneath her, her eyes wide and in shock and horror. Not a good death. <sighs> She'll sigh kind of carry her over to the couch, close her eyes, drape a blanket over her. Maybe say a, say some words quietly. Sorsha is looking over the, the rest of the body, sort of investigating that to see if there's other, uh, any other strangeness about this thing wearing a human. Give me an investigation check. On a nine. You look over it. And there's a lot of strangeness there. This creature doesn't look right, and it does seem to be almost wearing the face of it, but the rest of the skin that is sort of covered and on show seems to have been formed as if from that scrap that they had. But that facsimile of skin seems strange, rubbery almost. You've seen anything like this before. How do they do it? I don't want to know. It is part of their physiology or some fiendish magic. It appears all they need is your face. This is good to know. It seems. That poor boy. So now what? Well, I am not sure. The house seems quiet. I, uh... She mentioned, I guess her husband is out on business. Whether or not we need to find a member of the family, the town guard should be alerted. He did say they, so there could be more. I think there's more here in this town. Well, yes. They could be anyone. In a time like this? Now, with the festival on? Especially crowds. <sighs> Distracted. People are intoxicated. It is easier prey. Right. The, the guard, then. We should talk to the guard and hope they don't think we're completely out of our minds. What if they think we did this? It looks like... Well, the murder did take place in here, but... Um... You... Cut the head, so... Well, and he goes over and kind of kicks at the chitinous body, like... I think that'll be pretty sufficient, hopefully. I think that the guard will see that, obviously, something awful otherworldly is happening. And at least take heed. Right. But we must be vigilant. Um, Mary, is it? 
Um, yes, for now. <clears throat> Mary, for now. When I asked earlier if your master, your teacher, would ever be without his bow, this is why I asked. <sighs> I, I hope that I am wrong. But as we search for him, and I will help you, promise, as my word, as a dusk runner, be wary. It may not be him. I'll know. I'll know it's him if I see him. This has been Tales from a Hollow World, a dark fantasy audio drama set in an original fantasy setting powered by the Savage Worlds Adventure Edition role-playing game. Sorsha, the Winter Elf Scout, is played by Jess of Little Cup of Joe. Karis, the Human Executioner, is played by Lindy of Laugh Love Lindy. Aelfred, the Half-Elf Duskrunner, is played by Pruitt of WebDM. Find new episodes as they release on iTunes or YouTube at youtube.com slash hollowtale. Get early access to new episodes a week early on Patreon at patreon.com slash hollowtale to support new episodes in being created. Thank you for listening.